Welcome to the 44th episode of Chronicle News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm Chronicle Associate Editor Aaron Vantile, joined as always by yet another editor, Eric Schwartz, and reporter Claudia Yaw. It's we, we got to make public what we were discussing a moment ago. Uh, Claudia is not an editor, but she makes more money than you. Is that correct? <gasps> <gasps> Whoa! I don't want for any now. beef. What the heck? For now. Oh, my god! Sorry, sorry. That's... I'm about to go march into Chad's office and ask to speak to his wife about this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go it's... ahead. <laughs> Damn. Luckily, I have my real job to fall back on. It's Yeah, you know what? That's a good point, Claudia. Anyway, it's <laughs> Sunday, April 26th, and sorry about the break, everybody. We had some creative differences, a few things to work out. Your two podcast news dads, editors here, just needed to take a break for a little bit, talk about some things, let some things simmer, but the good news is that now Claudia is indeed getting two Christmases. A joke that you both hated mm-hmm. in the pre-production meeting. I am just kind of surprised you went with it still. And I stand by it. It's hilarious. Let's jump into news. <laughs> let's, uh, let's do that. There's been a brouhaha at the animal shelter, people. It's a big problem out there. A whistleblower complaint demands the removal of Lewis County Animal Shelter Manager Jennifer Teitzel. Uh, four animal shelter employees are pushing for her removal, alleging that she asked staff to falsify medical records, created official-looking but fake Donation receipts, misappropriated funds, and fostered a hostile work environment that ran off the shelter's veterinarians. They also said she prohibited one employee from eating in her site, which, as far as workplaces where you wouldn't allow people to eat within your site, like the animal shelter seems like a pretty strange one. Like, your job is feeding stray dogs. Okay. Odd. Interesting take. (laughs) Okay. They also said she made up the fake animal shelter employee trespassing in places story, which, how dare she? We took the bait, too. Yeah. yeah we 13 picked, <laughs> took the bait, yeah. Yeah, we had big, story. big thoughts on that fake animal shelter employee that wasn't real. Uh, Public health director J.P. Anderson is also involved in this. He has been accused of, it was what? It was proactive. She's keeping all the, the, the fake animal shelter workers from doing fraudulent activity because <laughs> yes. she's got her eyes on them. Uh, J.P. Anderson screamed an employee, allegedly, and placed two people on leave after their complaints. And the main story question here is, was she nice to the dogs? I don't know. That was, was that in the, the documentation? No, I mean, the complaint did say um, you know, that she's mistreating animals, and I think the main components of that was falsifying medical records. If you're, you know, creating or asking staff to fake vaccination records, or mm-hmm. the other one was uh, asking staff to fake feline leukemia records when mm-hmm. a test was never done, you know, that I think the, the idea was that's mistreatment, maybe not as blatant, but it's still animal mistreatment. And this is the case where we are only reporting one side of the story because yeah. the other side being the county, the commissioners. Refuse to speak. Yeah, they don't want to talk. It's a, it's a legal thing, so I think mm-hmm. that's important. Um, and we did have a clarification as one of the, the people in the stories wrote us. Who was that? Yeah, so it was Dr. Giffey, Mark Giffey, who used to be the shelter's veterinarian of record. And so the complaint alleged that Jennifer Teitzel's behavior ran him off, and then he pulled his license. Mm -hmm. Dr. Giffey then reached out and said, that's not true. He actually retired years prior. He said he's never met Jennifer Teitzel. He did pull his uh, veterinary license after he learned that the shelter was using it to place medication orders. 
despite the fact that he was gone and long mm-hmm. retired. So he said that, yes, was inappropriate. And that was one allegation in the, uh, in the complaint, in, in the affidavits. But he said, no, I've never met her. It wasn't her behavior. Mm-hmm. I did have uh, at least one commenter who claimed that this cute picture of a cat we used in, to share the story with paints the cat in a negative light that um, the cat did not deserve. Well, maybe it was the cat's fault. <laughs> when is Pretty dramatic time? photo. Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, the cat is the whistleblower. You got the, the, the <laughs> picture of the cat whistleblower. Your complaint demands removal of Lewis County Animal Shelter. It was like a, it's a very like explosive. It was just a, like, a laundry list of allegations. There was a lot in there, which is why it was like upsetting for me that the county wouldn't say anything because there's so much in there. And, you know, you're right. We only get one side of it if no county officials talk yeah i think it's always good to acknowledge that because if you don't people are just going to say um this is only one side of the story and so you got to put in there as much as you can that we tried to get them to talk and they just wouldn't Mm -hmm. and they might have good reasons for not talking at this point or maybe they don't i don't know i'm sure we'll hear more on it yeah and they said so the the county's prosecuting attorney has been notified and the county manager eric martin said that an investigation is ongoing he wouldn't give me details about what that investigation looks like but that's kind of the status of this complaint, mm-hmm. as we understand it. And the animal shelter is now closed on Saturdays, I think, oh. because of this. I'm not sure. We got a press release. Oh, what about all that food my kid donated for his birthday? Does oh, he get it back? Jeez, just <laughs> humble bragging over here. <laughs> yeah. Virtue signaling. <laughs> Wasn't my idea. Went to that parenting class. <laughs> <laughs> all right, shall we move on? Do we have anything else to talk about at, at the animal shelter? I've got nothing else. Yeah. I went up there and looked at animals like a year ago, and none of them were up to my standard. I'm just saying. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> just kidding. Come on. Harsh. <laughs> my kid's standards, put it that way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They wanted all of them. I want a Samoyed. Do you have any of them? <laughs> Sir, this is the shelter. They're white dogs. Uh, okay, next up. They're like, they kind of look like huskies, but they're like solid white. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a Girl Scout cookie. No. Okay. Those are... Samoans. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> Next story, Lewis County to pay $210,000 settlement to former 911 dispatcher in domestic violence suit. So the county officials gave her schedule to her domestic abuser and allowed her abuser's friends into the facility and retaliated against her for seeking accommodations under the Domestic Violence Leave Act. L&I also found that Lewis County was not acting in good faith back in 2017 when it released hundreds of pages of information to her alleged abuser who had made verbal public requests to the county. And the uh, woman who is being paid out in this weighed in in the comment section to say that her abuser is still on patrol with the Montesano Police Department. He's a former Lewis County officer. He'd been fired for not helping a domestic violence victim, among other things. And even with a domestic violence protection order against him, he skipped uh, required weekly DV classes, violations of alcohol treatment assessments, among other things. And how do we feel about Lewis County's performance in this suit? Uh, I want to say, first off, this goes all the way back to uh, former editor Natalie Johnson. She won an SPJ award, first place investigative, very tough one to get oh, wow. for her coverage of the 911 center. And this wasn't the only problem back then, but it it was the one that stood out the most as just like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like you gave the alleged abuser uh, 
the schedule. <laughs> and yeah. also, if I heard you correctly, they said verbal requests. Like, you know, if we go ask for a verbal public records request, they're going to ask us verbally to go write it down and send it in to them through the proper procedure. Yeah. So it just doesn't sound like any of that happened. She deserves that money, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised it's so low, really. You like thought it should be feels higher? like it should probably be higher, all things considered, in this case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some precedent set with that, too. Is, I mean, at least according to her attorney, I know he had mentioned that it was the one of the first times that um, there had been a settlement due to a domestic violence leave act violation in the state of Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there was that aspect of it as well. Yeah, um, and this is also interesting and tangentially related to a crosscut story that I believe we ran in Saturday's edition. Yeah about uh, a Centralia police officer who got his job back after arbitration for a handful of things that you should not be doing uh, under any circumstances, but particularly when you are on duty as an officer. And Centralia, former Centralia police chief Bob Berg was not happy about that. He was interviewed for the story, and it was pretty good. Yeah, and I don't think you have to skip saying the name of the officer. It's uh, Centralia it's police there. officer Phil Reynolds. We... Uh, we being the Chronicle, it was Stephanie Schendel wrote a investigative series on him way back in like 2012, 2013. Um, there's lots of taser related issues. Um, you know, yeah. 44 seconds use of a taser of someone in the backseat of his of someone in car. The, yeah, someone in the backseat of the car. And then I think the one that got him in real trouble was just not responding to calls for backup from other officers. Which I gotta think that doesn't make you very popular in the precinct. No. Yeah. But. I thought, uh, yeah, I was surprised to see Bob Berg. He, you know, he's pretty long retired now, um, and um, I was impressed that he made himself available f- for the story. I guess if you think about it, he's the guy who tried to fire Officer Reynolds, um, yeah, yeah. and was not allowed to do so in arbitration. So that would be frustrating. Uh, I can imagine. Uh, you tried to fire me numerous times, and we're not allowed to due to my arbitration. <laughs> numerous times. All right, uh, moving on to something a little less dicey. Jamie Herrera-Butler has joined the opposition to Fish and Wildlife's proposed wildlife refuge. She wants business, not trees, not animals, not frogs, hopping or not. Jesus Christ. Especially not frogs. (laughs) I really just uh, liked, uh, and and yeah, JHB did send a statement, uh, I think it was like four or five sentences. It was pretty short. Pretty short, but in opposition to it, joining the county. I know that's important to the county, but... I just like these photos of Claudia and Jared's tour of the Transalta area. Did you get to hang out with Cody Duncan finally? Yeah, yeah. It was oh, like cool. this three-hour tour of the whole land. It was super interesting. Um, and, yeah, I guess I didn't really have a great sense of exactly what coal mines looked like and how they operated. Um, and so these photos are interesting. There's this one of this huge lake, and Cody was saying... Um, he's actually, he started out at Transalta as a, as a miner. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he was able to point to the lake and say, oh, 150 feet below that, I was mining coal decades mm-hmm. ago. And just to see how much reclamation work has already been done was, uh, was eye-opening. Yeah, it's changed wildly in just less than, you know, 20 years when you and I started, Aaron. I think they were still offering the occasional tour of the mine and Mm, uh, having reporters come out there and tour it as an operating facility for the mine closed down, I believe, 2005. I think 2006 was the the mine, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
There was a talk, and Claudia got the answer for me on this, because there's supposed to be a big, giant solar panel complex out there, but I guess that ended up not happening, at least not yet. Yeah, it was, like, at least postponed. The answer I got from a TransAlta spokesperson was that, you know, there's the market isn't matured yet, there's not necessarily the demand yet, but when we were out there, I asked about it, and, and Cody was able to point out the slope where the panels would go on. Um, and from his, his perspective, you know, it's not entirely off the table. Yeah. What about... It's uh, a tough type, type of stuff that makes an editor wish he hadn't given it the whole front page when it came out as, you know, the, the state's largest solar panel facility. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that editor is, real dummy. Uh, all right. Anything else on uh, old man Transalta? Uh, still still not dying and giving up his land to his fairest son. The picture of the coyote was really cool that Jared took. I liked that. I was so upset. We were really hunting down these elk, and at the very end of the tour, we were like, okay, I guess we failed. And Jared's truck and my truck, we split off, and my truck came upon this like herd of like 15 elk on this slope, and... We were radioing over to Jared, like, can you get over here? And oh, he was not able to get any photos. I was so bummed out. Oh, all I saw was a lame coyote. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> all right. Next item. Local schools are eyeing the outdoors for graduations. Shahalas is looking at it. Centralia is like, yeah, we do this often. <laughs> So Jeez. we're gonna we're gonna be outside and that's that's our thing. Kind of how they do it if it's not raining. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I hadn't really thought of that because it's got input from I think four or five different local superintendents that are, you know, gym bound, but forgot the Centralia exception there. Uh yeah, that's just uh that's an Eric Rosane joint. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's kind of par for the course for them. And really like if it's graduation's usually in June. Like, you should be able to hold it outside without too much trouble. It's probably easier. Fingers crossed. You're not just stuffed in a hot gym with a bunch of strangers. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything worse if you're a reporter at a newspaper, and I'm sure there are. (laughs) But (laughs) then getting graduation duty, I always despised it, because you have to go sit at the graduation of kids you don't know for four hours. Yeah, It's awful when you're one of the kids graduating. That's what I was yeah. about to say. It sucks when it's your graduation. She just canceled graduations, you know? Well, oh, wait. Like, they did that just, last year. Never mind. Don't do that. <laughs> I was into it. They canceled mine last summer, and I was like, sick. Great. That'll you can just work. cancel covering them. Like, usually you just send a photographer, don't you? Uh, yeah. When I was working in Montana, they wanted full coverage, and that's that's Ugh. my horrifying experience, so... Rather work like a really, really long shift in sports or something where I'm not even doing anything useful. Uh, speaking of your, your time in Montana working for smaller newspapers, do you have any, any uh, words of respect you'd like to issue for Dwayne Hagedon? Is this a sports thing? Uh, no, no, he's the owner of the Hagedon Corporation. Uh, they own Columbia Basin Herald, the Coeur d'Alene Press, and then a bunch of newspapers in Montana, including the one I worked at. And a bunch of resorts and stuff in Coeur d'Alene, I believe. Yeah, that's where his money went. I can tell you it wasn't to the newspapers. <laughs> just just <Oof>. kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoyed my time working for Hagedon, but I never had the pleasure of meeting him. How's mm. that? All right. I went to college with one of his grandkids. Oh, good. Yeah. Flex. <laughs> I, yes, a major flex. <laughs> the finest liberal arts school in all of Idaho. The only? Anyway, <laughs> do you have any other news stories you'd like to bring up before we move on to segments? Uh, I mean, not really. I'm sure you, you did a very poor job, and you won't let me bring up Lauren Culp running for Congress. So. We have him in the comments uh, section. There's okay. a great comment about him. All right. Uh, oh, how about uh, Toledo? 
could soon be the home of the Timbers, Bigfoots, or River Runners. What do you think about that? I like River Runners. Bigfoots is cool, too. There's How do you a... feel about zombies or aliens? Yeah. No, no, Also no. suggestions. Eh, that's just kind of like... I don't know. Like, what about vampires? Twilight was cool. Buzzkill over here. Yeah, that's not really like that's offensive to me, Aaron. I know, as a as a Forks native, mm-hmm. your hometown's economy is based on vampire tourism. I think the I think the Bigfoots, even though it's uh, wait, how it's did you grammatically incorrect? Inc- Bigfoots. Well, well, you could the just say foots? the singular, the Bigfoot, the Toledo Bigfoot, which I think yeah. that would actually be kind of cool. Well, like somebody has one of the community colleges has Sasquatch as their mascot. Oh, yeah, Spokane. Uh, one of the Spokane ones. Why don't you just make it the Toledo Squatch? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't know. It sounds too much like squat. Uh, I, there was the part of the story also by Claudia where many of the comments uh, submitted when the district reached out and asked for them were Indians. Yeah, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Which, as we know, is not acceptable. We didn't talk about that. But, yeah, they've got to change it because the new law is passed. Has Inslee signed that yet? I mean, I'm sure he will, but... Uh, you know, a lot of stuff happened over the weekend, so I'm not sure. The legislature had passed it. Gotcha. And it had been delivered to Inslee's desk on, like, Thursday. I, don't, I know people really don't want to change it, but it is a good opportunity. Most schools don't get the opportunity to pick something new. I, I would suggest they don't go the way of Gray's, uh, Grace Harbor College, the Chokers. Well, they relied on their logging past. <laughs> Emily and I were so confused. We were like, we did, we didn't know what the reference was, and just thought it was super aggressive. Well, even with yeah, the, the choker setters, yeah, exactly. <laughs> even knowing like the, it being a logging reference, it's like you could have done something different, you know. <laughs> the know. worst thing you could be at the end of a game. We like the <laughs> chainsaws. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of other terms. Even like, yeah. the Grace Harbor College logging trucks. How's that? Yeah, that's better. Chokers is basically calling yourself like the. Athletic pants shitters. It's it just the doesn't work. <laughs> and setting chokers is just the low man in the operation. It's a tough job. It too. is tough and thankless. Yeah, lose digits. Uh, the caricature that they used though was uh, pretty rad. Like the old ones, just just this beefy boy. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even look it up. <laughs> Shredded, <laughs> like shiny. What about the Toledo Callets? Hmm. Uh, I think it would befall have the same issue as the uh, hooks. I guess you're right there. Yeah, well, like what what imagery would they use with that? It'd be I a river. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or the Toledo. Yeah. Well, in that case, yeah, I guess. But no, you're right though. I hadn't thought about that. I uh, I tweeted about that story this weekend, and um, I guess I was tired because I was listing suggestions, and I put the Toledo River Rummers. Ooh, that wouldn't be bad, though. Well, and someone commented and was like, oh, that's totally on point. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, gosh. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, That was a typo. (laughs) This was not meant to be a job or anything. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead to the comments on this story. And my favorite one was, I even wonder if an American Indian was asked their opinion on this matter. It is just a bunch of liberalism run amok. Sad when the schools have to be forced to join the woke people. And it's worth pointing out, this is a, a bill that notable liberal snowflake Jim Walsh was in yeah. favor of. Also sponsored by the legislature's only Native American member, you know, testified in support by several tribal members, including Billy Frank Jr.'s son, you know, so to say that this was thought up by fake woke white folks is just not correct. I even I give credit to like Rep. Joel McIntyre out in Grace Harbor County. He voted against it out of committee. 
um, but then came around to it, and by the time it came time to vote, and he's, he said he didn't understand why people would be offended, and this was when we were talking on Let's Talk About it a couple weeks ago. He didn't understand, but when he talked to tribal officials, they were very clear, and he was like, after you have that talk, you don't have a whole lot of room in making your decision that doesn't say... I'm just going to disrespect what they're telling me and do yeah. it anyway. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I do think it helped that to have the the first Native American lawmaker for the state proposing this. Um, I think that's what resulted in the slam dunk. Yeah. Um, and yeah, some of the concerns we heard uh, the last time we talked about it about like the apparently exorbitant cost of changing a mascot or something are not really applicable. Like it's yeah. not that hard. Also, in this bill is now a grant program. So if it does turn out to be hard, there you go. Yeah. All right, Tales from the Takes page. I haven't read Michael's latest column. If you'd like to pull that up, we can get to it in a moment. Oh, it's a hot one. Uh, Brian Mitke, of course, is up first. It's time to buy American. That was a good column. Yeah, it was. I like that he goes deeper than just talking about, you know, the general buy American uh, ideology, and he suggests a lot of local goods, some of which I did not know were produced locally. Like, you can get a mattress that's produced locally. Yeah, I would not have. Uh, I would not have thought of that. And not just the kind of stuff you get at a farmers market, like arugula or a wooden "Live, Laugh, Love" sign, like Schwartz you have hanging in your office. <laughs> I do, <laughs> right next to Faith. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and you hung the big family sign over the uh, conference room. Yep. yep. Table I too. love that. Everybody love everybody. Bless uh, this home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think a lot of this comes from his his job. He works for the Association of Washington Business, and he's mm-hmm. always very reluctant to mix the two worlds. He even asked permission to write this column, mm-hmm. um, and which I think is a stand-up guy kind of thing. I yeah. don't think many people would even think about that. Um, and uh, they had done tours, I think, last year of locally made things, and they t- stopped by Churchill Gloves, which... Um, continues to astound people when they hear the history of that place and how long it's been around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty incredible, and just like how popular their gloves are, like in places like Japan, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. I'd give him column of the week this week. I think um, I can just imagine like Mitki on a tour of local producers of goods. Just like asking so many questions everywhere, and just loving every second of it. That sounds like something he would just absolutely adore. Yeah, like I'm he, glad he got to do that. He'd have a great time. You're telling me you make gloves here? <laughs> and Richard Stride had a column. Dr. Richard Stride, just be and let be for a healthy mindset. You know what? Good advice. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I for one am a huge proponent of not caring about things. Yeah, and uh, Richard Stride is the, what is he? He works at Cascade Mental Health. He's the director over there, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes he'll write about local things happening. Sometimes he'll write about some history. And sometimes he just writes to try and make you feel better about yourself, man. This I was one like, of them. I think it'd be fun to see an opposing like point-counterpoint column that was like, <laughs> what if you are more mad about things? Go on the internet. Increase your rage. If you heard about Twitter. Um, <laughs> And then Bill Moeller saw a cat. He wrote part two of that column this week. It was a cat. He did see it. Yeah. You know, I, at the end of it, uh, I... Jeez. 
at the end of it, I, I found myself like, uh, you know, like I had gone through a journey. And it's like watching Lord of the Rings Extended Edition, Aaron. It's, uh, hmm. It was, it was yeah. really good. But what was funny is, so at the end of it, a woman takes a cat, the, the cat that he found in his garden that was wearing a harness that came into his house. So I kind of thought he might have stole the cat. I didn't tell Bill this. Well, maybe he just forgot he had a cat. No, he, he has another cat. They got along just fine. You should have oh. read the column. You would have known all of this. <laughs> it's true. So the, <laughs> anyways, the cat comes back and... Anyways, they shipped it up to Seattle, and he told me that it was uh, about to be adopted, or had been adopted on Friday, and then he messaged back, not quite yet. He has an injured toe, so they're getting the injured toe fixed, and then he will be out for adoption. Wait, so was was he sure that it was a lost cat, or did he just take it? That is a question for columnist Bill Moeller, because my reading of this tale is... He took a cat and shipped to Seattle. I think he might have taken a cat. There's a possibility. There's a possibility. But the cat came back the second time without the harness is what makes me think he did have an owner. What if it was just a different cat? But he said it was the largest cat he had ever seen in his life. Short of a lion. Someone's out there missing their cat. (laughs) Their massive cat. Yeah. But yeah, that's a a unique Moeller just... You know, change up down the middle. Yeah, he just, (laughs) yep. (laughs) We joked about that. Like him seeing the cat the first time, he's like, I can get two weeks out of this. I know. He's a joy. We get more uh, handwritten mail for Bill than we do any other columnist. I know people enjoy his stuff. And um, he likes, they like the, he takes them back in time. And um, he, you know, so Bill's great. I I liked his column about cigarettes. Remember cigarettes? (laughs) That one was pretty good. That one was pretty good. Uh, Do you want to go over, do you have Michael's column there? Yeah, Michael. Michael uh, And we have already discussed this because it came up um, because it's such an interesting tale. But his headline is through. The fire of life, Tonino Mayor proves he is the oh, right yeah. solution. Um, the Wayne Fournier column. Yeah, he wrote about, in, in defense of Wayne Fournier, but he also restated every one of his missteps, so it's not really doing him a favor. Um, <laughs> he went back down all of the uh, storied tales of former Mayor Eric Strawn, which we went through those. You can read about them. Just search mm. Eric Strawn, Cronline. So good. Um, and then does the same for Fournier. So it's just a listing of sins, really. And then he gets to the end, and he's like, I believe Fournier is a good man and a good mayor, but like many of us, we could all use life lessons to improve our lot as we move through life. So Fournier messaged me um, after he read this, by the way, and just said, awesome, and that was it. And then (laughs) (laughs) made a joke about if you say Strawn's name three times, he'll reappear. Hey, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I always enjoy news out of Tonino just because it's so... Like, it's hilarious to me that Tonino is so close to Olympia, just like a 10-minute drive, and yet so far ideologically and would definitely not want to be associated with it. Like, if you asked them what county they were in, I assume they would tell you, are they in Lewis County? They're not in Lewis County. No, they are Thurston County. They would want to be carved into Lewis County, though, I feel like. Oh, definitely, yeah. For all sorts of things, land decisions. Yeah. Sports. Bar rules, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, no, tonight, tonight was always fun. Uh, People's Champion of the Week, you have Bob Berg down. Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought it was nice of Bob Berg to take the time and come out as a former police officer, um, even though that um, occupation is under a ton of scrutiny, um, and, you know, defend the idea that, yes, there are some cops that should not be cops, and we've tried to get rid of them, and they keep coming back. So... Mm-hmm. 
And I also thought uh, Melissa Santos, and this is like an O-Duh, she did a great job on that story, like a fantastic job, like incredible job, because you think you know that issue after you, you know, you're the editor for the Philip Reynolds series. Um, but she just brought it out like in scope incredibly. And I think she got a key award for the package from the Washington Coalition of Open Government for it. Mm. So wow. she a... had a companion story on the Brady List, which is where cops go basically when they're no longer trusted to testify due yeah. to something on their record. Um, and so I got a lot of emails on that story after it ran. That is a story on Crosscut, and it was published earlier this month, if you are looking for it and would like to go read it. And you could also pick up a copy of Saturday's Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Crosscut lets uh, other media outlets all publish their stuff now because they're grant-funded. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I can't... Their journalism is fantastic, so... Yeah. Shall we dip into the Sirens' banger of the week? I didn't even look what you had. I'm kind of horrified, as usual. Centralia man charged for attempted extortion of Centralia (laughs) police officer. Okay. So this fellow got in some trouble with the law and allegedly sent a letter to the Centralia cop that arrested him for obstruction and refusing to provide a driver's license and driving with a suspended license. He, in his letter, he cited the Constitution and challenged the officer's lawful authority to arrest him and accused the officer of kidnapping, human trafficking, and some other stuff. Centralia Police Department denied the credibility of these accusations, of course. <laughs> The letter said he could make it all go away with a mere $500,000 in cash or gold slash silver. That was the best part. Which, do most cops just have $500,000 in cash or gold or silver laying around? I can't believe you didn't ask for Bitcoin, personally. (laughs) This is not the Bitcoin type of guy. Uh, So, (laughs) the man later confirmed that he sent the letter... But, quote, it was between him and the officer. Oh, my god! <laughs> Stay out of it. Oh and said, god. quote, he was looking for equitable relief for what happened. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, what a, what a tale. $500,000, and I'll make this all go away. It was between me and the cop. <laughs> Stay out of this, police. This is between me and the other police. Anyway, that was our Sirens Banger of the Week. Yeah. Thoughts? Those. It's okay. That was a good one. I want more, like, I want more information. I want to know what he was really, like, accusing the cop of to, you know, think that he had enough clout to extort him. Right. (laughs) I, 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 I didn't check to see if the letter was delivered to the cop at work or at home or where. I feel like that would, like, if he slipped it under his door and, like, knocked and ran Mm -hmm. away, that would make it a little bit better. Anyway. Carrier pigeon. Facebook comments of the week. You guys ready? Never am. Mm -mm, These make me so mad. So on the animal shelter situation, the comment says, Wow, so this is how rumors are started and circulated and overblown. Careful, it could be you next. This is not how rumors are started. This is just... (laughs) It's a whistleblower complaint. This is how, like, changes are started. Yeah. Also, this wasn't some, like, gossip... You know, document. This was. This was four employees. Attorneys are involved. Yeah. Affidavits and a a formal complaint. It's not how rumors work at all. If you're really close to the manager, though, um, I'm sure you're hearing a 100% different story. Mm hmm. Totally. So I could get why somebody would be like, this is total BS, but it's what we have. Yeah. We we did not get a statement from from the the accused, unfortunately. Uh, Former gubernatorial candidate Lauren Culp is running against Dan Newhouse for Senate? Congress? Congress. Uh, The comment says, sad sack of hot mayonnaise just won't shut up. (laughs) It's just harsh. That's an image. Yeah. Yep. 
like the Stay Puff man, but he's, you know, jigglier. Um, on <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not interjecting. These are your opinions. It's fine. There was uh, a we, story on. No, go ahead. No, no go no. ahead. You wanted to bring it up. No, no, I'm not going to. I'm just. Uh, I'm excited, and I know you guys are for the election cycle that's going to last the next 25 years. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Story on Jay Inslee worrying over vaccine hesitancy and a fourth wave may be coming. Comments were worried he's not going to get his cut cash, cash, cash from the vaccine companies if everybody doesn't get in there and do as he says. The vaccine companies, like, are they offering It's a known fact, Aaron, that for every vaccine that gets administered, Jay Inslee gets $1.65. And and a small kiss on the forehead. (laughs) And he spends it on apples with worms. Yes. Uh, comment. <laughs> so when are we going to talk about the child abuse from these children being forced to comply and wear masks uh. all day at school? Uh, and then these aren't even true vaccines. This is getting ridiculous. All these lies over experimental gene therapy. Shame on these politicians and the news media. You know, I'm a little jealous of the the anti-vaxxer crowd just because I'm not sure of anything. Like, I'm almost never, I just don't have that confidence. And they have so much confidence in their own knowledge of medicine mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. they can just spew it and everybody else an idiot. And man. Well, it's crazy. Like, they, <laughs> yeah. are, they are more qualified than millions of doctors. It's, it's true. It's you know? wild. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. It's, well, it's not unlike... Yeah, watching a watching a baseball or basketball game, and you see somebody screw yeah, up in the you're field, right. and you're like, you're right. "You morons! <laughs> yeah, I like, could have done that." Everyone at the bar during Seahawks games is just like, "Run to the left!" Yeah, Pete to- Carroll's an idiot. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, yeah, Jim Walsh introduces legislation that all new taxes would be approved by voters. Somebody says this is just more political theater. Uh, I believe I had trademarked that in regard to Jim Walsh. <laughs> he knows this would never work or pass. Just wants to put on a show for his supporters, which. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Well, yeah, I mean, the last line in that press release was Walsh acknowledges that this has no potential for this session because it came out less than a week before the session ended, which is like any minute now, if yeah. it hasn't already. Yeah. And the next comment was, it's called standing up to these socialist slash communist policies. I back any politician trying to save our country. Don't be a sheep. Do your t-shirts and educate yourself. Of course, this legislation would essentially mean that legislators were no longer necessary. Would bring back your idea for an app that everybody has to run yes, the state. It's a great country, cities. Just yeah, just get in. It's just like American Idol. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I think that's a mob rule. I think is a fantastic idea. Yeah, it worked for Kelly Clarkson. It could work for <laughs> us too. Hey, Walsh isn't the only guy that's being a bit theatrical up there too. But oh no, there's pl- there's plenty of theatrics but, from, those, from but, those clowns in Olympia. He, he seems to be ending this session with a little more than usual. Yeah, well, you know, maybe he's got his sights set on higher office. Could be when you when you end any presser or any press release with, "Oh, BT Dubs, there's no chance of this passing." But he, it's I mean, like, he also oh. said he hopes it gets momentum because what was the other bill? He had one other bill that he noted as well. It was the no vaccine passports, right. prohibition right. of vax passports. Mm-hmm. Um, and one last series of comments on Jamie Herrera Butler joining the opposition to the wildlife refuge in Centralia. Why not develop the empty space, including old, empty buildings that we are already wasting? Why not use some of the already vacant land and empty buildings? All for the wildlife refuge. Can we put Jamie in it? Oh, uh, man. Jeez. 
Uh, Herrera Butler cannot win for losing these days because anything she does is going to be seen as a reaction to her impeachment vote, mm-hmm. which I don't mm-hmm. know how long the shelf life on that is. True. It's probably all the way up till the election. But, but. so didn't uh, the Colombian run that story about campaign contributions and it looked like her vote ended up really helping her and like yeah. it was the most contribution she's raked in? I think I remember it being five times more than she's risen. Uh, yeah. She has collected in the first quarter before, and everybody else was kind of in the dust. So I think Heidi like St. John was out for her. high enough. I mean, you never know, though. That's money, people's votes. I just want, I just, I wonder, because we talked about Lauren Culp, and Newhouse was another one that voted in favor of impeachment. And so that's about going to be about all we hear about when that, those elections come up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to, it's, that's going to be the issue. It doesn't really matter what else happens. That's my opinion. Yeah. All right. Anything? Big, you want to talk about coming in Tuesday's paper? Um, no, I will say that uh, the size of our physical newspapers is going to be getting a little larger. Um, mm. It's not going to be consistent every single edition right away, but our a Saturday. Thicker, you mean? Yeah, Saturday we were back to three sections. To sports got its own section again. We got it out of the A, more room for sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good, and I'm excited about that. Um, and uh, yeah, for, for Tuesday, we have a great story. From Claudia, another one on, uh, you want to talk about that one, housing? Yeah, um, it's the story about permanent supportive housing in Centralia, which is a type of low-income housing that has really comprehensive services for formerly homeless people. Um, And there is a proposed project by Reliable Enterprises that is facing a lot of pushback from local officials at the city level, um, not necessarily at the county level, um, but... Yeah, it all comes down to this kind of technical parking ordinance, but... It's hard to make it exciting. The uh, <laughs> Emily had her work cut out for Emily Fitzgerald, the reporter who covered the actual meeting about it. Oh, my god. It's gosh. really hard to make it not extremely dense, and um, I think she did a good job of covering the meeting, but I think you did a really nice job of making this something that a dummy like me can understand reading it, because... It, it's, I mean, it's hung up on parking spaces, and that's a hard spot to start from. Yeah, um, yeah. And your story starts more from, you know, the people that would use said parking space. They wouldn't use the parking space, but they'd be using the facilities and uh, tells their story, and I thought that was great. Yeah. So. We also have a hot story about renovations continuing at Tenino City Hall. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fournier just getting his hands in there. Yeah, yeah. So they found a, the original wood floor. It was under some carpet. I'll be damned. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And with that, we're going to close out this edition of News Dump. We will talk to you again in a week, probably. 